Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Caruso, right wing, jab step, puts up a three. He got it. Willie Caruso stays hot from beyond the arc. Hands off to Wirtz. He fires a corner three. He's got it again. Wirtz bounces into Richards, who feeds Frankich, who does a circus shot off the glass. Count it and the foul. Edie, crossover, step back, left elbow, puts up a two, puts it in. Backdoor Caruso, the one-handed hammers. Willie Caruso brings the crowd to its feet. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the first episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast, your source to stay up to date on all things Santa Clara University athletics. I'm Spencer McLaughlin, student voice of the Broncos, and your host to give you an inside look at what's happening every week on campus as it relates to SCU sports right here on the Believe Podcast Network, which you can find on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, and the Believe website as well. Well, general show rundown, I'm going to start every episode with what I call a roundtable update, where I just give you quick hitters on the other major sports from around campus that are not men's basketball, which is going to be the focus of every episode. It's definitely the biggest, most popular sport on campus. So uh, roundtable update today, women's soccer, they're coming off of a 1-0 win at Gonzaga, uh, they have now won 11 games in a row against the Zags. They improve to 10-5-2 on the year, and they remain unbeaten in West Coast Conference play at 4-0-2. They got an early third-minute goal from junior forward Kelsey Turnbow, her 11th of the season. They were able to hold on for the one nothing victory. They'll take on LMU this Saturday at 1 p.m. Men's water polo got a 10-7 win last time out against Princeton. They're now 11-10 on the year. Matt Carey had four goals. Shane Hughes added two as well. They won three straight games in the Julian Fraser Memorial Tournament. Their only loss of that tournament, which took place right here, on the campus of Santa Clara University, as well as at San Jose State. Uh, the only loss for Santa Clara in that tournament was to Harvard, who's 22-0 and on the year. Not a bad team to have your only loss to. They will have their regular season finale, will the men's water polo team, this Saturday at noon against UC Davis, sitting at 11-10 and on the year. Women's volleyball defeated Pacific on the road last time out, 3-1. Uh, to one. They lost the first set but then won the next three. That moved them to 16-7 and seven on the year and 6-4 and four in WCC play. So the volleyball team having a very solid year as well. Allison Cantor led the way with 11 kills for the Broncos. Their next game is tonight, Friday, October, or November 1st, as we're into the 11th month of the year. At 7 p.m., they take on San Francisco at the Pool of the Dawns. Uh, And women's basketball will open this Tuesday against UC Santa Cruz as well. They're coming off of a 14-17 season, 6-12 in conference play a year ago. And next Friday, they get to go at Arizona to take on a Pac-12 foe on the road. That will be a tough bout for the Lady Broncos. And now to men's basketball. Uh, They begin the year on Tuesday. And uh, for those of you who... Uh, or have maybe followed the program very closely or don't know, I'll give you a little recap about what happened last year. Uh, I was on the broadcast team for KSU, student radio station. We cover all the games. 
so I watched every single one of the games, either live or on TV. They finished 16 and 14, 8 and 8 in conference play. Uh, they were the sixth seed in the WCC tournament, which earned them a first round bye. They would have had the fifth seed if they'd been able to win just one game against LMU. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, this year, the season starts on Tuesday against UC Santa Cruz. Head coach Herb Sendek is now in his fourth year. Uh, he's 44 and 51 overall. Uh, really, that, that number is brought down by a tough second year. He started out 17 and 15 in his first year, got to the WCC semifinals against Gonzaga with Jared Brownridge, where they naturally lost to Gonzaga and Mark Few, who has really built a powerhouse in the West Coast Conference. Uh, so Herb Sendek is, is coming in 44 and 51 overall, winning season again a year ago. Um, really, last year was. Uh, it kind of felt like two seasons for the Broncos. They started one and five. Uh, the opening loss to Prairie View A&M w- was certainly a tough start uh, uh, for the team, but it was really a young team. Uh, and they started to come into their own more as the season went on. Uh, like I said, got off to that one and five start and then went 15 and nine down the stretch, really started playing some good basketball, had quality wins at home against USC, a neutral site game against Washington State. Those were the first Pac-12 opponents that Santa Clara had beaten in several years. They also beat San Francisco, who had a good year last year at home on senior night. There were a lot of quality wins, but as you're going to have with any young team, it was a learning curve as well. Um, and they, they made a lot of mistakes. They blew a couple leads. The two games against LMU in particular were uh, really, really tough losses for the team, both at home uh, and on the road. They had leads of either 18 or 20 points, respectively, and let those games slip away in the second half after playing lights out in the first half. Uh, but that's something that's really going to happen with a young team. And they've got another year of experience now, and hopefully they're going to be able to right that ship. And then uh, just to recap what happened last year, or to finish off, I should, I should say, uh, they get the bye in the West Coast Conference Tournament. The year before, they were playing in that first four games. Uh, they were one of the bottom, bottom four teams in the conference, and they lost to Pepperdine in the first round. Uh, disappointing end to a, a bit of a down year. Last year, they get the first round by, but they draw San Diego in, in the second round, and uh, San Diego is just not a, a bottom four quality team. They had a lot of talent. Isaiah Wright and Isaiah Pinheiro are, are really good players. The Santa Clara offense struggled, and unfortunately, they fell to the Toreros in that, uh, in that second round game. So it's been back-to-back years of one and done, in the WCC tournament for Santa Clara after a lot of success in Herb Sendak's first year getting all the way to the conference semifinals. So it's really been an up-and-down affair, but I'm stoked for this season for the Broncos. I really am. I think there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of returning players. Four out of the five starters from a year ago are returning. Guys like Trey Wirtz, Taj Edie, Yosef Rankich, and Willie Caruso they started together 26 of the 31 games a year ago. There was some turnover early in the year. K.J. Fagan was looking like he was going to be the starter. He was an all-WCC player from the year before, but then he gets hurt 
early in the year. It looks like he's going to come back. But then he has to have surgery on his foot, and he's out for the year. And the true freshman, Trey Wirtz, has to step in. And that really hurt this team with depth. They were already thin at the guard position. And last year, didn't have a true backup point guard. But I think having four out of five returning starters is really something that the program can look at and build on and be excited about. Because having that cohesion, that experience, and that unity together as a team that really is quite talented. I'm going to get to a couple of the players here in a moment, but I think something you got to give Herb Sendek and this coaching staff, the assistant coach Ryan Madry, among others, credit is their what their focus was for recruiting this year was they were addressing the needs that they knew they were going. Uh, to have to fill from the previous year. So I mentioned there was no guard depth a year ago. Uh, Trey Wirtz, who is a tremendously talented player, uh, true sophomore this year, three-star recruit from North Carolina. He really showed a lot of promise and potential last year, and he put up really good numbers as well in big spots. Um, But he didn't have a real backup guard. So if Trey Wirtz got into foul trouble or if he – had a high turnover game and coach Sendek needed to get him out. That would leave Taj Edie as the only other reliable guard for Herb Sendek on the floor. And Taj Edie is a really talented player. I mean, if you watch him shoot, the guy has got as smooth and as pure of a shooting stroke as you're going to find in the West coast conference or anywhere, quite frankly. But Taj Edie is not a pure point guard. That's not what he does. It's not his game. He is a pure scoring two guard and, he was forced to play a lot of point guard last year, and I think that that was part of the reason that the team would struggle offensively at times is they didn't have a true facilitator if Trey was in foul trouble or if Trey was having problems with turnovers, which is something that he did struggle with and will have to build on this year. But, you know, he was a true freshman a year ago. Those are the types of mistakes that you expect to happen. So, Uh, I've talked about the talent on this team, or I've alluded to it, I should say. There really has been an increase in depth this year uh, at the guard position. Um, Miguel Tomley is a guy who comes over from Canada and uh, has played in a number of different leagues up there. Uh, Scored 66 points (laughs) in a game as a senior in high school. Uh, And in the Ontario Scholastic Basketball Association, was the number two scorer, scoring 29 points a game. Uh, Unfortunately, he's injured right now, so we probably won't see him on Tuesday against UC Santa Cruz. But uh, guys like Miguel Tomley, Jalen Williams, and Jordan Williams, uh, I think they're not only there as backup guards to support Trey Wirtz, but I think they're there to challenge Trey Wirtz. I mean, these are guys who are coming in and they've had a lot of success at the high schools that they come from. And they know that, you know, if they work hard and show up that they could get playing time. And I think that's only going to be good for Trey Wirtz, who is, has to be the unquestioned starter going into Tuesday night's matchup with UC Santa Cruz. Um, But I like what the coaching staff and recruiting department did there for Santa Clara and allowing that depth and recognizing that last year there was just no backup guard for Trey Wirtz. And that puts a lot of pressure on or put a lot of pressure on the true freshman. And I think sometimes to the team's detriment, Uh, they also lost Henrik Jaderson and Flew and Doy 
from a year ago, both of whom were centers who came off the bench to provide a little depth. Ezekiel Richards is a backup center. He's a guy who I think is going to see an increase in minutes. But uh, Jaden Bediaco, uh, the recruit from Canada, one of the top recruits coming out of high school from Canada, actually, uh, 6'10", 240. He's a guy who I think we're going to see plenty of early and often to help with that front court depth. Willie Caruso, the starting center, tremendously talented player, really came into his own at the end of last year, found a three-point shooting stroke. We started to see him take charge of the defensive end. He led this team with 30 blocks a year ago, and he didn't even start every single game. He is a really good player for Herb Sendick to have in the front court, but he's undersized sometimes. And losing Indoy and Jaderston, who Sendick last year would use when he needed a little bit of a bigger body, I think was a significant loss. But finding Bidiaco, who I think is talented, and I think developing Richards, who's also 6'10", 240, is going to be big for the front court and, and just providing the depth that this team didn't have a year ago. They only have one really consistent player off the bench. That was freshman Keyshawn Justice, who can shoot lights out, 39% from three-point land a year ago uh, as a true freshman. Really, really good player for Herb Sendek and the Broncos. But... I think this team, when you look at the roster top to bottom, they win, they win 16 a year ago. They go 500 at conference play. Uh, they have the potential to win 20 or more games. They, they, they really do. I think they could get well over 20 games. When you look at their schedule, there's a lot of home games early, and this is going to be a talented team. It's going to be a more experienced team. There's not a single senior on this roster, actually, but when you look at the guys top to bottom, they can score, there's athleticism, and there's just so much depth. I know I've been talking about that, but it was something that the team didn't have a year ago because of injuries. There was a game where they only had seven scholarship players available. Um, and Doy was out with an injury. Fagan was out with an injury. Jaderson was out. And that just puts a coach in a bind when he doesn't have the guys that he needs to send out there. So I think the coaching staff did a great job with recruiting. Uh, the biggest adjustments that the team needs to make overall, I, I alluded to consistency with the LMU game, but that wasn't the only time we saw that issue. They had a double overtime win in December against USC, first time they'd beaten them in a very long time. Kevin O'Brien and myself were on the call. It was an absolutely thrilling game. Trey Wirtz scored 17 straight points for the Broncos. He was unstoppable at the Levy Center. And it was a really good win for the program and for Herb Sendek. Um, but they had a big lead in that game, too. And they let it slip away in the second half. We saw it against Pacific, a team that's at the bottom of this conference, where uh, Santa Clara had a big lead. And then it kind of started to fall away. So I think another year of experience, another year of guys gelling together. Because not only did they have a true freshman point guard a year ago in Trey Words. But Willie Caruso was a true freshman. Ezekiel Richards coming off the bench, he was a true freshman and was kind of forced to play earlier than I think uh, the coaches were planning to play him because of a lack of front court depth. And then you had Tajidi, uh, the transfer from Southeast Missouri, who can shoot lights out. You know, he was a little up and down last year, but boy, when he is on, he can really, really stroke it. He really can. Um, but when, when you look at the – oh, and, and one more thing. They have got to protect the ball. And I think that starts with Trey Wirtz and him having another year of experience under his belt and tape to watch and understand how, how teams are playing him and trying to scheme against him. 
I think is going to help this team. I mean, they led uh, the conference last year, did Santa Clara with 14.6 turnovers a game. And it was a theme that we talked about a lot on our broadcast because it was prevalent all the time. But when you look at this team top to bottom, uh, guys like Trey Wirtz, who is going to be a true sophomore this year, he's a three-star from recruit from North Carolina. He was third on the team in scoring a year ago at just over 12 points a game. That was the top freshman mark in the WCC. He was first team all freshman, and he set the Santa Clara freshman record for assists in a season. Uh, if you didn't know, Steve Nash went to school here. So Trey Wirtz, in his true freshman year, had more assists than Steve Nash did. Now, Nash maybe didn't have the level of playing time, but was still somewhat productive as a freshman. Uh, and I think that should give you an idea of the potential that this kid really has. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, he scored 17 straight points for USC, and he was an absolute blur. He's really uh, a drive first, shoot second kind of player. He's got a quick release on his jumper, and when it's hot, he can really get it going. But he's a guy who wants to attack the basket. He's got a really high basketball IQ. I was so impressed a year ago watching him progress throughout the season with his ability to read a defense and make on-time, on-target passes. But his defensive IQ is really high as well. I mean, we saw him uh, be very smart and help side. He came up with a lot of steals where a guy would go into the lane and then Wirtz would just slide off his man at the last second, strip the ball. He really is excellent at that, but a very uh, cerebral, very high IQ player. He plays fast and with plenty of energy as well, which is why I think he had a number of turnovers a year ago. But I think it was really about just getting experience and adapting to the Division One speed coming out of high school. Um, I, I think he'll be a lot a lot better. Another guy who I've not mentioned yet, one of the most solid players I think Santa Clara's maybe had in the last decade, uh, that's Josip Rankic. He's going to be a junior this year. A year ago, he was one of four WCC players to average at least 13 points a game, six rebounds, and shoot 50% from the floor. Okay, There were only four guys in the whole conference that did that. The other three guys were Brandon Clark, Rui Hachimura, and Yoeli Childs all of whom were first-team All-WCC, and Brandon Clark and Rui Hachimura were NBA draft selections this year. Hachimura is now on the Wizards. Clark is on the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, Vrankic is really crafty. He loves to use his left hand. He's got a nice shooting touch, but he's not inherently a shooter. It's not what his game is. He can do it and stretch the floor, and he will make the defense respect him he had a couple games last year where he really got it going from beyond the arc, but he does such a good job of being in the right place at the right time. Uh, as a true freshman, he averaged just over 10 points a game, four and a half rebounds, and shot 42% from the floor. Last year, his field goal percentage went up to 52%. Rebounds, up one and a half. Points per game, up over three points a game. I think he's a guy who could take another step forward. We saw him put in a dominant effort uh, over the course of two games against San Francisco and Pepperdine a year ago. He had over 20 points and 12 rebounds in back-to-back games, and he is just so crafty down low. He's very smart. He's put on a little bit of weight, which is good because he's a little bit thin at the power forward position. He's 6'9". He's now about 215, but he's got a nice touch. He really loves to go to his left hand, but he can finish with both. 
very well at the rim. He's a smart rebounder. I think one thing people don't utilize enough in rebounding is trying to read the ball when it comes off the rim. I think fans, especially when they say, oh, he's a good rebounder, must mean he's big, he's physical. The really good rebounders can track a shot in the air, read where it's going to come off the rim and time their jump based on how that shot is looking in the air. And Frankich does that as well as anyone. He was effective on the offensive glass a year ago. And just given the steps that he took from his freshman to his sophomore year, I think he could take another jump this year and a guy who averages over 15 points a game for the Broncos. But it is going to be a crowded scoring field. He might not get the shots to do that because there is so much talent on this Santa Clara roster. Uh, The the last guy that I want to talk about here is DJ Mitchell. Now, DJ Mitchell, a 6'9", transfer from Wake Forest, had to sit out a year ago because of NCAA transfer eligibility rules. He's got good size, he's athletic, and he's a really pure shooter. I think he's got some defensive potential as well because he is big, but he can move. He had not a lot of action when he was at Wake Forest, but in the time that he did play, he was 47% from the floor and 43% from beyond the arc. And a year ago, Santa Clara at small forward was starting Josh Martin, the grad transfer from Cal Poly. He was really effective early in the year. He was the team's leading rebounder at 6'7". He was freakishly athletic. He was shooting the ball lights out from beyond the arc. But then as the year went on, his shot kind of started to fall off a little bit. He seemed to be losing confidence. Defensively, he was still a guy who was really effective for Herb Sandek and the Broncos, but I think the fall off of his offensive game as the year went on last year uh, really crippled the Broncos' offense at times. And I think DJ Mitchell, who's expected to be the starting small forward, is going to be a guy who you can slide in and really count on not only to get you a bucket, but to knock down an open shot. And Trey Wirtz, as I've alluded to, is an excellent, excellent facilitator. And he's a guy who DJ Mitchell is a guy who Trey Words should be relying on when he breaks down the defense because, like I said, Trey is a guy who wants to attack the rim first. And as a point guard, when you get in there, you want to drive and you want to kick first if the defense can come down and collapse on you. Otherwise, he's going to score. And Trey Words can do either one. He's a gifted passer and he's a more than capable scorer. And I think DJ Mitchell on the wing is going to bring the type of Athletic athleticism and shooting ability that that really rounds out this Broncos five, and there's going to be some depth. I've been talking a lot about that. Uh, Juan Ducas is a guy from Uruguay who is the youngest player in the last twenty years to make the Uruguayan national team. He's going to be a small forward available off, off the bench. He had a knee injury a year ago and had to rehab all season. That was another player that Herb Sendek didn't have available to him a year ago to come off the bench. Keyshawn Justice, I mentioned him a little bit. He is a really good shooter and a capable scorer. He can really score in bunches. He's a guy who once he hits one three, he's probably going to make two or three within the next couple minutes, and he's a capable and athletic driver of the ball to the basket as well. And I I think that having those guys along with the guards, Jordan and Jalen Williams and Miguel Tomley, once he gets back from injury, having those guys off the bench is going to be really invaluable to this team because it's something they just didn't have a year ago. And I think that'll help with those blown leads that I talked about where they get a big lead early in the first half, but team maybe gets a little tired because they 
don't have the guys to come in and rotate them out or the guys that do come in are maybe not quite as capable at one end of the floor or the other. And I think this team is deep. I think this team is talented. And I think that they have the potential to win more than 20 games and be in the top four or five in the West Coast Conference. I, I don't see a reason that that's not possible for them. And so I'm really excited for the season to get going. Well, that's going to do it for episode one of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports podcast. Game one for SCU men's basketball is this Tuesday at 7 p.m. as the UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs. Yes, you heard me right. That is the UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs will come to the Levy Center to take on the Broncos. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Pre-game will start at 6.40. We will have the game for you on KSCU, Santa Clara's student-run radio station. I'll be on the call along with Alex Stewart and Caitlin Parcell, our sideline reporter. Pre-game will start at 6.40. You can stream KSCU on the TuneIn radio app, the Simple Radio app, or just via KSCU.org. Well, like I said, that is it for today's episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports podcast. Next week, we'll have two games to break down after the opener of the Broncos will once again return home to the Levy Center. Cal Poly will be in town next Friday at 7 p.m. But that pregame will start at 6.40 on KSU as well with tip-off at 7, and we will be covering that one. So thank you, everyone. Take care, and I'll see you next week right here on the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.